Oh my goodness, Frank, we had another Apple event this time in October. Can you believe it? Holy smokes. I really can't believe it because I went two or three days thinking it was November. And then I saw a calendar and I realized it was October. And I, so I'm like living in the past now. I got all this free time. And then an Apple event happened. So like everything's just so confusing. But yeah, this one kind of sprung up on us. When was it even announced? Like on a Friday, Thursday? I think it was last week and everything had already leaked, I'm pretty sure, in which uh, I think they even made fun of the fact that it leaked. Like the, some, the best thing, what did they tweet? They said like the best things are, I don't know. Yeah, I, I avoid leaks. They're not my thing. Mostly because there's not enough joy in the world and I need my joy in my Apple events. So what, why spoil it for myself? I agree. Basically. I agree. And in fact, <laughs> this Apple event was exactly like the previous Apple event. But I think they went even they went even further, which was they really went augmented reality on everything. Like in even in the pre-made videos, it was like words and iPhones and everything's flying. It was like intense. And I was like, holy cram, look at that. It's bananas. That's funny, because I thought you were gonna say 5G. That was like the hitting us over the head with that hammer 5G over and over again. But you're right. It was AR too. They had like really fancy sets and like CGI sets and fancy transitions and our crazy panning sweeps through the UFO building. I, I was <laughs> I was hoping that when it started, like the intro, I thought that maybe it was going to fade to black and then say and then say filmed on iPhone Pro 12. You know what I mean? <gasps> How oh, cool would that, that would have been, been? Yeah, that would have been clever because as usual, don't give it all away, James, but they talked about a camera for quite a while there. They upped the ante one more time with cameras mm -hmm. on, of course, the super high end model. <laughs> but uh, still, uh, what I think Apple imagines that we're all cinematographers, maybe if not explicitly, but maybe at heart, is that? their user model of us <laughs> I, I think they want to make everyone believe that you can be a pro photographer or a pro cinematographer right they show these beautiful photos and they just hyped it up and they said you know look at this low level shot in the background and the bokeh and the focus on face you can do this if you just own an iphone 12 pro you like i could never take that you know when i take a photo it's just like, and here's a photo of a thing. And I'm like, cool, put that in a Google photo album. And I'm very happy, right? I mean, when I looked at my wedding photos, right, that was like a real photographer and a real videographer that did it. And it was amazing, but I could never yeah. do that. Like, I'm not going to frame a thing. Like they had one shot through the desert where they're, they're tracking these horses running with drones <laughs> flying over them with an eye. Now I thought, I thought of you when I thought of that, they, they had slapped an iPhone 12 pro on a top of a, of a, of a, it looked like a, a, a just thrown together pieces of drone. Then they also put one on the underside mount of a car. Like, uh, I mean, come on. Okay. A, uh, that drone was not a thrown together something or another. That was a very beautiful racing drone that they, yeah, really just kind of duct taped the phone onto and it was funny because they gave it away earlier in the video there was this they're like doing the whole these were shot on an iphone and they do this sweeping panning shot aerial shot and you're like well are they in a helicopter like how's did someone just throw the iphone is that how good the glass protection is now but no it turns out they duct taped it to a drone 
I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you look at like what, you know, DJI is putting in, their drones are already expensive and <laughs> you can only put so much of a sensor. So you're never going to get like an iPhone quality thing unless you go really high end, I guess. But I thought that was yeah, entertaining. Yeah. Speaking of uh, not being a good photographer, though, like I call I call BS on all their wide angle shots because there was not one thumb in any of those shots and every one of my wide angle shots has a little bit of a finger in it. So that's how, you know, if you're a good iPhone photographer, it's true. Yeah. And they, they, they didn't even have any gimbal shots, not really. And I know on a lot of the gimbals, there'll be like a little tiny piece of like the gimbal just because it's wide angle and it like catches like the gimbal itself, <laughs> uh, which is impressive. But no, I mean, I thought that the, the overall event, I'm really, really, really getting into the Apple aesthetic of these events in COVID time. I'm sorry. I just, I appreciate the, they put a lot of time and energy and money into these, but they look really good. And I appreciate the things that look good in the video. And I really, I really have enjoyed it. I thought they, they finally did a, even a little bit more humor, right? They'd done a little bit of humor previously, but they did the one where they were unlocking the doors and getting into super secret, like iPhone hardware, whatever, trying to be all funny. And then when they, they did the, the mini, all the briefcases and stuff, uh, they did some humor. They did okay. I think overall one hour event, funny, a little bit of humor, a little bit of seriousness, very little Tim cook, very little Tim cook. Yeah. Yeah. It was short. And I appreciate that because I remember the three hour events that end with Apple music events and those, no one wants those. So I, I appreciate this. It's funny though. I almost feel like the two events we've had definitely could have been one event, like a nice two hour event, but you know, there's not much else going on besides an election, but, um, not <laughs> ignoring that, uh, not much else going on. So I will take these events for production quality though i think they're just showing off at this yes. point yes. whoever the production company is shooting all this and editing all this my goodness um for the home pod the set that they built the cgi set the physical set the way they mashed them together pretty much seamlessly yeah. while doing camera transitions at first i'm like it's all cgi oh well first i'm like it's real and they're geniuses and they spent $10 million building that set. Then I'm like, it's hundred percent CGI. And then the lady walked down the stairs. I'm like, well, they had to have some stairs somewhere for her to go down. <laughs> well, they put, um, they put Lisa on a roof. Um, I think it was Lisa who was the head of their, her, their green initiatives. She's like standing on the roof of the Apple circle. And you're like, yeah. what is going, why, why are you up here? I don't understand, <laughs> but okay, fine. It's beautiful. You know? Well, I appreciate the lab shots. They're, I'm, I'm sure they're 100% staged and all that stuff, but it's still fun to give you something to go like squint your eyes at. Like they had a, all their beautiful XDR displays. Did I get that right? Yeah. They had all those running like fancy software in the lab and you're like, ooh, what's the fancy software? At least I was. I love yeah. looking at that kind of stuff. Well, they then they sort of, everyone said that they sort of uh, did a little sneak peek in the last time they were in the lab talking about chips where they actually had an iPhone like set up or whatever. And that was some of the exclusive stuff. Before we get to the iPhones, let's get to where they started, which is actually with music. Funny enough that you say that. Uh, and uh, they announced another smart device, which um, I, I wasn't actually expecting at all. I think you and I had talked about maybe they'll do a uh, Max. We were saying maybe able to do Max. I was really excited. We were talking about our DTKs earlier, maybe able to do a Mac. 
Um, they did not. Spoiler no. alert. Um, Sad. But they did do a new HomePod. The HomePod, which has not been talked about in ever, basically. Yeah. Um, not because it wasn't a good device. It's just it's a crowded field. Um, it's not really we're app developers. And there wasn't too much for app developers to do with it. So we personally haven't talked about it very much. This one I did get a tiny bit spoiled on. I listened to the Upgrade podcast with Jason Snell, and he's ridiculously good at predicting these kinds of things. Wow. <laughs> so uh, he had an interesting take that um, the first uh, air. Why do I have such a high? I keep wanting to call them AirPods, but they're not HomePods. HomePods. <laughs> HomePods. <laughs> um, that they were just a, le- a wee bit overpriced, you know, for an Apple product, a wee bit overpriced. And the first one. The first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas these ones are coming at a hundred dollars, which is your Amazon Echo widget family device yeah. uh, the, play field. Yes, the HomePod Mini. In fact, before they announced the product, I go, oh, they're going to announce a HomePod mini. And then they did. And the mini is a name that they're, they've apparently latched onto. And this is the big unveiling. So they have too many products, which I think is fascinating. Um, you can't go much smaller than mini, um, nano, the, the HomePod nano, maybe that's next, a little disc, but no, this is a beautiful device. Femto, Femto, Pico, Pico, Pico. Pico. (laughs) I like that. No, I I think it's a good looking device. I'm not a, um, a, a pod person. I don't, I don't have any, um, Google devices or any, uh, Amazon devices. And I don't plan on getting of these, of any of these devices. Mostly I will say that while it's a beautiful devices with three speakers on the inside, optimize does the multi-room stuff. It'll do stereo sound. If you're, you know, put two of them close to each other. My favorite parts were like, it's a, it's a smart device that only Apple could bring to you because it's going to work best with the iPhone and blah, 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 like all this stuff. I, I thought there were some cool things. Okay. So they did show a demo of you like bringing your phone close. This is coming this fall, apparently bringing close to the HomePod mini it interacting and like sent basically sending the song over to the device or whatever, vice versa. Um, I thought that was cool integration with NF. It's not even the NFC. It's the W 11 chip or whatever chip it is. Um, maybe they're going to do some cool integration here with, um, the, the, the ear pods, air pods, ear and air. Air and ear, AirPods, air. pods of air, AirPods, mm-hmm. and earpods. See, this is when we cut each other off when we can't ear. say the Apple product name anymore. Ear, this is goes in the ear, and then air, AirPods are wireless air. Mm. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, you went over one feature I thought was clever. Maybe I'm just am I out of date? I thought that feature where when you get them near each other, they become a st- uh, stereo pair. I haven't actually seen that before. That's kind of neat. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Sonos maybe has done that, or maybe Google has done that. It's so hard. There's so many of them now. And then you, um, we're doing this live. We're switch streaming this live. So Brian was saying, you have one chip. Thank you. Ultra wideband. That's what it is. Ultra wideband. That's what I was thinking. W. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone's done it. I feel like someone has, but okay. most of the time, most of them just do, hey, we'll just, you know, put, the two together and they they'll play the same song in the room. But I thought this was cool because it could like follow you through your house. Let's say you had um HomePod minis everywhere, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> they would follow you through your house from like from your garage to your outdoor to your whatever, right? 
Um, I don't, I'm not in a place big enough where that would matter. I think it, you just need one, I bet one in, in my place would be big enough for the entirety of the, the entire location. But, uh, if you had a big house, I think that would be kind of neat. I mean, yeah, well, I guess the question is, do you think stereo sound is in, is worth it? Like inside <laughs> of your bedroom? As an apartment dweller, I have limited audio choices because I hate to annoy my neighbors. So I don't have any big stereo or hi-fi or anything cool like that. But I am a pod person. I have a lot of these uh, dinguses around my house. And it is a little bit weird to like have something start playing on one and then have to like figure out how to switch it to the other one without like using the app or something. So I'm all here for a little bit more intelligence around that stuff. Unfortunately, I'm bought into the wrong widget company when it comes to the pods, pod company. I'm mixing up my metaphors, <laughs> our oblique speaking here. But one feature I really liked on it, and I, again, don't know if this is done somewhere else, but I thought was pretty clever, is if you're in family mode where it can distinguish between different people with their different calendars and their different music preferences, I guess. I I don't know how families can possibly deal with <laughs> sharing music libraries. That must be so annoying. But maybe that works. That'd be cool if it did. Yes. Um, this is also a feature available. Um, I believe and some people are saying in the chat that maybe stereo is already available too. Um, I, I guess I'm not into the, I'm not into this world. So I guess this is probably an uneventful, like this is cool. <laughs> I, and I agree with you. I think that the, the integrations that they're doing are really good. They, I know Google has had this for a while with the Google assistant is multi. So you could, you could say, Hey, what's my schedule or whatever. And it would tell you based on your thing. You then have to, you know, link all your devices and do all the things. But what they're saying yeah. is if you're in home kit, then it's all paired because it's a HomeKit device. So I think it all works somehow, kind of. Uh, well, I guess we're just going to have to leave this to iCloud Apple Magic until uh, I guess I have a pet that has an account. I don't know. I, I just don't have a family account, so I can't test these kinds of things. I'm missing out on all the family deals, basically. But here's the best thing that happened from the first part of this event, Intercom. Intercom, the best thing ever happened. I don't, I, maybe Google already announced this and maybe Sonos has this. I don't know. But the thing is when Apple demos a product with these, it's so good, right? This was really unique. They're like an intercom, which is a normal intercom. You press a button, it says a thing, which also it is the, the walkie-talkie, very similar to a walkie-talkie on your watch, which is only if you have a watch. Intercom is going to work on everything. It's going to work on Mac. It's going to work on iPod. It's going to work on Air. AirPods, it's going to work on iPads, it's going to work on iPhones, it's going to work on CarPlay, it's going to work on HomePods, it's going to work on tooth on home toothbrushes, tooth pods. Um, <laughs> it's going to work everywhere. And this is cool because, you know, Frank could say, um, send a message to everyone and it would blah, 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 do the thing or send a message to the bedroom or send a message to blah, blah, blah. And it will broadcast that and then people can reply and all this thing, but you can do it from anywhere. It's, it's, it's the old talk to speak you know, Motorola thing, you know, it's, it's genius. They're just making everything old new again, which I think is cool. But I just thought the demo was cool. I, I don't have kids. I don't, there's not a need for this, but I was like, wow, this is neat in general. So. Yeah. I, I think that there's, um, 
there's two types of people in the world, James. Those who use these intercom features and those who don't. <laughs> but it, no, the, the line isn't that straight. Because I actually always, whenever these things are introduced, I always use them. Because I think they're kind of fun. And then I come down on the side of I actually don't really want to annoy any of my friends, so I'm not going to ever use it again. But um, if again, if you're in that wonderful family mode, I'm sure this is a good feature. I think Miguel, ring a bell or something like that. Ding. Uh, ding. I think he mentioned that he wants it in the office. <laughs> so you can just like it's just an easier way to like just send around stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, just, fascinating. Yeah. Like, you know, you use rooms, but they don't have to be virtual rooms. You can just group people by other categories and call that a room of people, something yeah. like that. You know what I want, Frank? Now, they did not announce this, and this will be maybe the last topic we talk about. It's like what I really want out of these home pods. And I'm pretty sure there's other things that do this. But I'm just saying, if I could get a few hundred dollar devices <laughs> that do stereo and surround sound, imagine you put a home pod and a bunch of home pod minis. You put a home pod under your TV, on the side of your TV. You put two iPod HomePod minis on the left and right of your couch, okay? And then they come out with an adapter, which is a, um, from your TV, it's like a, a optical to Bluetooth adapter and it, or whatever their chip is, right? Because they can just do magical chips of Apple. And then it sends, oh, even better. Maybe it does like to the HomePod, it does something and then um, from your TV and then it can do surround sound for your TV, Okay, because so that was stereo feature, but you want Dolby five point one. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, like, you do that audio, and you make that magical. Because to me, I don't want extra speakers just hanging around. I have a beautiful sound bar, and if I wanted to play music, I could just Bluetooth it to that thing, and it's going to fill the house. Right, it's going to be great. But if I could get rid of that sound bar and just put these little dongles, I mean, it would just look a lot slicker. You know, by your TV, these sound bars are big and clunky and whatever. And, and I have an old plasma, so I can't put it onto the the wall, it would rip down the wall physically. <laughs> 75 pounds, just rip it right down. Um, so I can't do it. But that, I think that would be amazing. So Apple, if you're listening, make it happen. Yeah, that seems kind of obvious. I, I give it five years. That'll nice. be a feature. Yeah, for sure. It's a, I, I, Yeah, it's once a, again, <laughs> as the apartment person, I just, I, I want more of the tracking. I want one tiny little speaker in the exact right location. Don't get too loud. Don't want to annoy the neighbors. That's true. I'm also okay with that too. If I just had one, if I could put an, a HomePod mini just in the middle, it's like, boom, just works. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. All right. We're going to get on to the, Let's the big get on event. To the, the main event. The main event. Uh, you know, it was funny because on the last event, we were talking about the Apple Watch and I thought that was, um, it, it seemed like a incremental update. Yeah. And then... But we were talking about how everything's like getting smaller and cheaper versions of everything. So we've seen the HomePod Mini. And what did we get? We finally got a small iPhone. An iPhone 12, number one, and an iPhone 12 Mini, number two. And I think everyone in the world rejoiced a little bit because there are a lot of people that love the Mini form factor. And we'll define what that is. But I'm definitely one of them. I lost my phone earlier this year and I switched over to a 5S for a little while and I absolutely love that phone. And James, the 5S is back. They're calling it a 12. <laughs> it's true. I mean, there's the there's the 12 and then there's the 12 mini and you know, 
the mini is back to that size. In fact, it's smaller than my iPhone SE, which I bought earlier this year for $400. Um, you know, I think the thing with these, these new devices is they whacked over the head with everything is these new phones. If you own an iPhone 12, you have 5G. There's not a 5G oh my edition. God. It's just built in. No matter what, oh. it's in. Yeah, that, that was a running commercial throughout the entire show, and it was getting a little bit annoying, but it is a new future of wirelessness. It's a little bit awkward timing, given that we're all kind of quarantining and not running around that often, but 5G is here, I guess. Yay. I, you know, LTE has been pretty good for me. I haven't myself been looking for speed upgrades, but it's fast. Can't doubt that. I think if I just, I think that I'm agree. LT is really good for me. I, I think on my phone, like in the city and where I'm at home, if, if, if I, if I have a 5g chip in it, maybe in the areas where the LTE isn't so good, maybe the 5g will be a little bit better, just more coverage at some point. Um, but yeah, they, I was very fascinated because, um, this is the first time that I can recollect where they had someone from a telecom on like someone from Verizon was on giving a whole spiel. And in fact, if you buy the devices at AT AT&T or Verizon, it's $30 cheaper else. It's a $30 upcharge. If you buy it unlocked, which I I can't remember the last time this happened. Were you rolling your eyes at me for? No, I'm rolling my eyes at the telecom oh, industry, not that's you. That's crazy. I mean, I, oh, I don't... Oh, they're all insane. I mean, I remember the first iPhone event when it was AT&T only, right? Yeah, true, it was... True. I don't think they had anyone from the company out there speaking. But this 5G thing, it's... it's a, I feel it's a, a wee bit premature because uh, not a lot of cities are covered. I think they said something like a hundred different cities, hundred different carriers throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And looked like less than a hundred cities in the United States. I'm not sure Seattle was even included. So I felt a wee bit left out even there on that map. Yeah. You know, and all of them are different, right? And they, they actually had to describe how 5g works. That was one of the things is they were in this video really describing here is the different types of 5g technology. And here's this. And because on T- I'm on T-Mobile and they technically have nationwide 5G, which is like the upgraded 4G or whatever that is a little bit better. But there's there's the wide spectrum or spectrometer. There's some crazy one that has, like if you're standing in the right corner at the right angle, you get like a gig download or something crazy on Verizon. Ultraband 5G deluxe wireless super hyper fighting edition, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's in there. It's in. So 5g, it's in every single iPhone. You don't have to worry about it, Frank. It's in the phone. It's in it. You got 5g. If you get a new phone, you get 5g. You don't even get to decide it's in it. <laughs> whether you want it or not. Uh, there was kind of a funny, clever point they put in there though. Uh, the phone will turn off the 5g when it doesn't need it because it turns out speed comes at a cost, James, all, all your wizardry is not so wizardry. I can't imagine dealing with those chips and all those different protocols and all those power requirements. But so they have some clever tech in there where it actually turns off the 5G when it uh, is not making use of it or if it's just checking your email in the background and there's no need for that to go super speedy. That's true. So I, I, I like those little efficiency gains. Gain. It's uh, what keeps Apple's stuff 
you know, running <laughs> basically better. after 10 hours. Yeah. Uh, you said it. Thanks. Um, okay. So what do we, I want to get into MagSafe. This is my, this, this is the highlight for me. This is the number one. And uh, this is the number one announcement in the entire uh, event. MagSafe for iPhone. I thought Frank that the lightning cable was dead. I thought it was going to happen. I thought that they were going to combine MagSafe with data and it was going to blow my mind. And then I thought MagSafe version 3.0 was going to come to every single Apple device where you can just slap it in. You get data and everything now. Every cable has a magnet on it. That's what I thought. They're like, MagSafe coming. I was like, where are they going to put the mag? Like, where are you going to put the mag and how is it going to be safe? Because there's only one input. And when you think of MagSafe, you think of MacBooks where it dings in. No, they put magnets and a bunch of ring sensors into the back of this device, NFC, some other junk in there. And now, just like the MagSafe, that's what they're going to call it, on the Apple Watch, you can ding in your Apple iPhone 12 or 12 Pro into MagSafe specific devices like their new air air mat airpod mattress the airpod <laughs> mattress they came back they brought it back as something new they 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 just elegantly just they oh it was it was beautiful it was like because there was going to be the the wireless charging what was it called air airpad airpod power 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 air power air power <laughs> that sounds terrible now <laughs> it was going to be air power but no now they have MagSafe pads, and it's it's brilliant. They they showed you exactly what you wanted, which was oh you have your i you have your iPhone. It just snaps right in. Oh what what can you plug in right next to it? Apple Watch. There you go. It just and it uses its own thing. It's backwards compatible with Qi, which is cool. But I mean, they didn't even show you there was no cable at any point in this video that plugged into the Lightning cable. Um, part now they did show that you get a lightning cable to USB C, no dongle anymore, <laughs> but that no time did they show any data connector or power connector via the lightning cable. It was all MagSafe, and I think that this is the biggest revolution for iPhone yet. MagSafe in the iPhone, I can't wait. I almost want to upgrade just for that. Well, I I gotta unpack so much stuff. You covered a lot of bases here, uh, but I'm gonna join you. That's the topic I wanted next too. MagSafe, of Mag course. Safe. It's I mean magnets. Magnets are cool, especially when they did the diagram and they show you it's like lots of little magnets and a cute little circle. Plus, I actually use wireless charging on my phone. And I have the exact problem they described. Do you have a hard time putting the coil right in the middle of the phone? I'm like, why, yes, Apple, I do. Because you made How did a perfectly you know? symmetric device. <laughs> it's impossible to tell anything about it. So, yeah, um, I am definitely here for this. Uh, MagSafe is one of the things that drew me to modern Macs in the first place. I was using PCs for a very long time. And I was like, look at that clever hardware design. I wonder what else is clever about this computer. Now, it's very different from the old MagSafe, though, because like you said, it's still wireless charging, technically. But they did add a pouch. <laughs> so now you can add a pouch to your phone to put money or credit cards or tiny little kangaroos. I don't know. What, what, whatever you put in pouches, we'll, we'll, we'll go in that pouch. I, I think it's cute because like, it's an accessory thing. Mm -hmm. And we keep adding all this nice stuff. I'm sorry. I'm trying to cut to the chase here. I want to build a robot out of this phone. 
and just use the magnet to attach it to the robot and then let the iPhone be all the sensors because this has gotten ridiculous. It's pretty cool. I mean, if it's up to snuff, you know, there's a bunch of other companies that have built cases that do sort of other stuff that, you know, are clamping your phone in your car. They showed a bunch of different things like that. They did show that hey, there's going to be a case that it's mag safe case and then you can attach stuff on top of it. And like, so it's layers, right? Um, I don't use a case that that's crazy. Talk to me. You don't need a case mm-hmm. for your phone because apparently also this one's made of a ceramic shield, which we'll get to in a bit because it has aerospace grade aluminum, aluminum. Uh, but anyways, I mean, I think in general, this thing's amazing. MagSafe, the future of charging iPhones because you're going to need it probably. Yeah, well, let's get to the cable in a second, but I still want to stick to magnets for a moment. Ha ha, pun intended. How does this work, Frank? No, that's not not how this works. I see. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I actually am a a phone clamp user in my car because that's that's where I do the thing. I'm wondering if it's strong enough uh, to do that actually in the car. And if not, secondary thought, magnets are cheap on Amazon. And I happen to have a 3D printer. I'm going to love making lots of little circle magnet designs to attach my phone to awkward things everywhere. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried because, you know, now that there's magnets in the back of your phone, are people going to accidentally magnetize this to things? And is it going to mess up other bits and pieces? Because I'm imagining that the MagSafe is a special um specification because you saw like um belkin and a few other people they showed off their their prototypes that they have specifics now magnets are cheap but the question is i don't know how magnets work they're polarized in general so there there's a plus and a minus but if you put too 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 intense of a magnet it will get very upset at you i would assume actually no no there's not much on the device that is sensitive to magnetic fields Now, electricity is the electromagnetic force. They're the same thing. But it turns out they mostly ignore each other unless you're under weird circumstances. That said, they did cover the funny problem of there is a magnetometer in the phone to tell you a compass direction. And how in the world does that work when there's a bunch of permanent magnets attached to the back of the phone? It was kind of fun to see them address that. I don't know, James. I think I might get Apple Care on this one and just start attaching magnets to it and see what happens. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that they have specifically placed that magnetometer somewhere on this device in the perfect location. But I'm curious, though, also if the new front, right, this ceramic shield front that is one, you know, um, one of these devices made out of surgical grade stainless steel, the other one out of aerospace grade aluminum. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated. Like they did this and they talked about that. Now your iPhone, you can drop it four times as much as you dropped it before and it won't break. (laughs) But I'm curious if there was a glass front and a glass back before I'm fascinated. Do you think that the ceramic shield front is so people don't accidentally like put magnets on the glass of the phone? Does that have any impact? I don't know how magnets work. (laughs) Once again, I don't think the magnets will affect the screen in this case. So I think we're safe there. I don't have that much experience with OLED screens. Who knows what affects them? But I do want to shout out to Corning Glass in New York. 
they uh they were always kind of near my house and you always heard about all their doings in new york so it's always fun to hear apple trot out their name with this stuff i don't know what it means to be four times safer what does that mean i guess i've dropped my phone about four times am i due <laughs> am i due for it has nothing to do with that that's not how probability works that's not how statistics work either way stronger glass i'm here for that it's not sapphire i kind of liked thinking i had a sapphire phone but I'll, I'll take my ceramic phone instead i guess yeah, I'll take it. I'm into it. I like the new colors. I like the green. I like the blue. The green's my favorite. This is on the iPhone 12. And, um, you know, the other stuff is fine. It, it, it's it's a beautiful Retina XDR display. The things that you would expect. It's got the 5G. It's got the cameras, the ultra wide, the wide. Um, it's got Dolby Vision HDR video up to 30 frames per second. It's got a new A14 Bionic chip. It's the fastest chip in a smartphone ever, Frank. I don't know if you've heard the news. <laughs> when Apple makes a new chip, it's faster than their old chip. I, um, I will interrupt. They did say the the machine learning is 70% faster. So I, I'm I'm always here for that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they did say that this is a council quality gaming device. Yeah. What what was the game? They sh- was it League of Legends? Yeah, was League that the game they showed off? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm not a League of Legends player, but okay. Um I I played Desert Golfing. Have you played that one? I have not, no. No. Oh, okay. It's like three different colors and a little square ball that kind of moves in a parabola. It's not that sophisticated, but I I look forward to the phone. Should mention that this is um Face ID only i think they didn't put any touch id on it so we are we're sticking with that for a little while even though we're all wearing face masks and it doesn't recognize anything not you james james lives in the awesome se world where you get a small device and practical buttons how odd that's correct i get i get those fancy buttons i get all the good things yeah i mean they did show league of legends and i was like that's cool i mean to me i'm thinking different level of quality graphics when I'm thinking Xbox and a bunch of other things like that. Um, so I don't know. It's a little bit tricky uh, for them to be like, hey, you know, I this is council level, but it's a show. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah. And then that's the iPhone 12. I mean, that's basically it. And then they did the big and one more thing, two more things, but one more thing on the iPhone 12, which uh, was the new smallest iPhone ever. The iPhone yeah. 12 mini. Uh, it's about time. <laughs> well, it, things have been getting better. I've been using the 11 now, the 11 Pro, and that's been a decent form factor. I was one of the plusers for a while. I was rocking the giant phone because, you know, all the Android people told me these giant phones are awesome. I need a bigger phone. And so I totally went down that route. But these days... Like I said earlier, I've just been appreciating this smaller form factor a lot more. So, yeah, without <laughs> so the the mini, I don't know what what's more to say than it's small. I think they kept touting it's also like the smallest five G device out there, which was cute. They got to pull in their five G ad, but it's also nice to know that they're proud of that fact. Yeah, I mean it's it's. It's nice. It's small. I think that they they even showed someone with you know you know pretty b- bigger hands you know using the device because you know different size people um, have different size hands obviously um, and I think 
you know, Heather, she got the iPhone 11 Pro, but not the Max. It was pretty good size. Um, I obviously have the SE, which is smaller. You know, the iPhone 12 and 12 Pro, which we'll talk about, um, are the exact same dimensions. The 11 Pro um, is is very similar in size to the 12 um, and the 12 Pro. So 12 and 12 Pro, same size. The 11 Pro, which you have, is a little bit shorter and a tiny bit less in width um, and a little bit lighter. But the iPhone 12 mini is dramatically, dramatically smaller. (laughs) But if I was to compare it to the iPhone SE, it's smaller than that too. So let's just break down 12 SE second generation and iPhone 12 mini. So um, iPhone 12 Pro, which we haven't talked about yet, but 5.78 inches high. SE 5.45, mini 5.18 inches. Now with 2.82 inches, 2.65 and 2.53, so very impressive. The depth is the same on all of them, 0.29 inches, uh, which is great. But the weight is fantastic. This is amazing. 6.66 ounces for the iPhone 12 Pro. For the iPhone SE second generation, 5.22 but for the iPhone 12 mini, 4.76 ounces. Now, all these numbers are shenanigans because what it means and matters is the actual display. And the display is where it gets really fascinating because um, the iPhone 12 Pro and the 12 is 6.1 inches. The iPhone SE second generation, the phone I have, is 4.7 because it has the borders and has the touch ID. But all those things where like literally the iPhone 12 mini is so much smaller even than my phone, it has a 5.4 inch screen because it's edge to edge. It's very beautiful across the wire. Yep, yep, yep. Did we say the most important thing that they have the squared edges now instead of the roundy edges? We've we've gone back to that like super classic style. And it's nice to see the that curvature of that corner match up with the screen. So yeah, they've really like shortened up the bezel and made it super fancy like that. I got a little bit lost in all your numbers, except the weight one. I keep dwelling on the weight one because uh, really light drones, your target weight is usually 240 grams and the phone is now half of that weight. So now I want to attach little propellers to this phone and have it <laughs> go fly away, just like in the video. But I think we could do even better, a more refined little, uh, add some wings to this puppy because, you know, it's four times safer. So it, it can totally be a drone now. I agree. Yeah. 135. That's very impressive. All right, Frank, was there anything else on the iPhone 12 that you wanted to talk about? Uh, Just a little bit, a little side tangent about cables, because it turns out we are not getting power adapters in the box anymore. Uh, I have mixed feelings, mostly negative feelings towards it, because when you're buying such an expensive device, it's something to uh, you, you expect it to be complete, to be able to charge that device without having to get anything else. But Apple really went for the guilt trip on this one and made me feel bad about the earth and everything. But I'm not sure I really buy their argument because I'm going to need to charge this phone somehow and I'm going to acquire an adapter somehow. 
and it's probably going to come over on a boat from somewhere and it's going to be delivered on a truck from somewhere. So I don't see the ecological benefits, but maybe I'm just naive or ignorant when it comes to how that kind of stuff works. Well, I always appreciated that they were going to stop giving away the tiny little wall wart and they were going to only do the bigger one with the USB-C because not many people had those. So the idea was, hey, let's stop doing these little ones that people have tons of them sitting around and let's only do the new one. But now they're just like, no one gets anything. You're good. You already have your adapters. If you already have one, you can use it. You're just going to buy the MagSafe. Um, You know, and this isn't completely uncommon. Nintendo did this with their DS line. At some point, they just got rid of it, which was kind of weird because if you were buying it brand new for the first time, you're going to need something to charge your device with. So you might as well add on $10 to that price. But their whole thought was you probably have the older versions or a previous version and you, you know, it's, it's time. To me, this is a, we wanted to keep the price at $9.99 and we're just not going to put this in the box. One last thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it feels weird because $9.99 feels like they can afford a $20 adapter. But at the same time, truth is, I really don't need another one. It's just, it, it's expectations. You know, it's, I've, whenever you buy a device, it comes with one. Even the cheapest, most terrible device comes with a cheap, terrible wall board. You know, it's commiserate. So you expect to get a really nice wall board with your really nice device. But with all things, of course, it's going to simplify. So it's getting down to like, maybe it's not even going to come with a cable next time at this point. So I'm sad, but my mixed feeling, I think, comes from the fact that I just always try to accept change and the writing's been on the wall with these adapters for a while. There's a reason they chose uh, some standards. Honestly, I kind of wish they just went uh, completely over and just put a USB-C connector right onto the phone because it's like fine, but you know, commit to the decision completely. Uh, That's what I would have preferred to be honest with you. And I thought they were going to do that when I saw the new cable, I actually had to rewind and I was like, oh, are they doing just a USB-C? I, I thought for some reason maybe they were getting rid of Lightning. And then, no, they're not getting rid of Lightning. They still have, you know, you still have your Lightning adapters, <clears throat> all your things, which means you can charge the old one. But if you don't use the new USB-C and the newer, faster charger, then you're not going to get the fast charge, which is a huge difference, by the way, because that's what Heather's phone came with. And it has all the things. It's so much faster. And when I'm low, I just use her charger because it's so nice. But we, we literally almost have one charger in every single room and we've just acquired them over the years, but we don't have the new fancy fast charger. So I guess we'll have to buy a bunch of those separately. Um, but, you know, sorry, uh, but you talking about fast charging. So I'm going all the way back to MagSafe. Yeah. And it just occurred to me, um, there are a lot of different chi uh, standards and different levels of power delivery that can be uh sorry delivered <laughs> by these devices so it's fun like when you're shopping around for these there are so many options it works with this samsung device best and it's it's i think the android devices have always been um have had better receptors or better charging circuits or better something where they could charge faster than the iphone i'm curious with the magsafe and i'm sorry to go on this long rant and end on a question but it just raised the coin of i wonder if they support some of the newer standards and get the high speed charging wireless charging not through the cable 
I believe they do. That was their big thing. It is backwards compatible with Qi, so this will actually work with iPhones all the way back to iPhone 8. It'll work with um, AirPods as well. So the the Qi, or sorry, the MagSafe charger. Um, but I am not a hundred percent sure. I'm trying to look through the iPhone website about the. I'm gonna scroll yeah. through this beautiful website where they talk about MagSafe. Now, uh, but I'm not sure if what the charge rate is on it. And I do apologize for not looking that up ahead of time, but I'm pretty sure that they said it's going to charge a lot faster than normal Qi if you have a MagSafe charger with a MagSafe iPhone. I mean, that's the only reason I can imagine them doing it was, hey, we're going to play nice with the standards because it's already built into the iPhones and we want to make sure that other people can buy these, but we're not really going to, you know, we're going to do our own thing at some point. That's my that's my thinking, at least. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And that's nice, even though you know how it's kind of terrible shopping for USB-C cables. I feel it's kind of the exact same way (laughs) shopping for cheap chargers. So I think this unfortunately might be a case where I have to pay the Apple tax and buy whatever their product is, that unified charger thing that you were mentioning earlier that. I think I would probably end up having to go that route just because, uh, I don't know, you're going to have to like get a spreadsheet of specs and read through every Amazon review to figure out which ones are going to work best with it. Anyway, I don't know. I'm sorry. We were, we were talking about cables and I went all the way back to wireless charging, but that was my last point about the, uh, about the phone is what, what's not in the box anymore. A little bit sad for that. At some point, it will just be just the phone and that's it and and nothing else. And it just it ships just, you know, they don't even send it in a bag anymore. It just comes and you slap a sticker on the back and you peel it off. Um, ideally. Yeah, the, the, the drone drops it from 10 feet into your lap. Like... And with that new display, it's going to be just fine. <laughs> I think we say that every year and every year people still break their screens. So one of these years, they'll be super, super good. Anyway, not to detract any more from the grand iPhone Pro. And what did they do, James? They made the camera better because that's what they always do with the Pro line. And I'm excited for it, but as usual also, it's only the biggest one in this year of mini and small sizing everything. It's only the biggest Pro that's getting the super duper camera. And what does super duper mean? Well, just like you were saying, you've seen gyros on drones. They have a little gyro inside the phone that can respond at five kilohertz. That's 5,000 times a second to adjust photos for, I guess, people who shake at 5,000 hertz. I hope no one's shaking at 5,000 hertz, but what can you say? It's a ridiculously good camera. Um, We should all be cinema cinematographers and go out make movies yeah i really thought that it was going to be the iphone 12 pro and the pro max were exactly the same besides the size but yeah there is different image stabilization built into it Mm -hmm. and also the digital zoom is a little bit different too it's actually 7x compared to 6x so there is some differences between those two i mean i will say all of the iphone 12 line and many included have the same processor um, built into it, the A14 Bionic chip, and they all have the rated IP68. Um, so they have a lot of the same, um, but also 
um, some of the difference, which is fascinating. And I, I, until you told me this right now, I actually didn't realize that the pro max, which is the 6.7 inch behemoth, (laughs) um, is a little, a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah. Overall. Is it really 6.7 inches? Yes. That is amazing. Weren't there like seven inch Android tablets? I have to get one of these into my hand. Well, so <laughs> that stabilization's cool. I they, they've done it before on smaller levels with the lenses wiggling around, so it's just improving upon that technology. As a super nerd, the thing that I'm kind of most interested in though is the new lidar sensor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I've loved these things ever since like the Connect, you know, when mm-hmm. you dance and whatever do things with ninjas and swords and fruits i love all that stuff um i'm not exactly sure how i'm personally going to use it in my day-to-day life i'm not sure i need this feature other than it makes really good photos you can uh blur out the background very easily on things james i swear to you though this is a perfect feature for a robot I I just I, I I don't want to, but a part of me is saying spend a thousand dollars and build a robot around this thing, because oh boy, you could navigate a room with all of this stuff. So I'm excited to see. I'm going to sound like Apple. I'm excited to see what people do with it, because as of yet, I haven't had a really clever idea for what to do with the lidar sensor. But I do love the fact that it's there, and I hope someone smart out there does something wonderful with it. Yeah, I was waiting for you to bring up LiDAR because as Apple describes it, it's the same technology that NASA uses in the Mars rover. So there's robots that are using it up on Mars, um, Frank, to do it. And yeah, you know how they're selling it, I think, is perfect. It's great for night mode, portraits, autofocus is faster in low light. And then the AR is sort of sec- secondary currently and maybe they'll do more. But, you know, it's all about mapping, mapping depth maps, things like that. So I'm imagining that any of those, you know, creating your own home design things can really amp it up. And I could imagine this being sort of a pro feature for different enterprises that may want to add some uh, unique features. In fact, they showed that they were they were showing it. I couldn't really just know what it was, but it was sort of like this is a company that helps lay out industrial medical equipment and they used to do things manually and now they can just do everything virtually with the lidar and this other stuff or whatever with the ar kit um i I guess that's good it was kind of hard as a (laughs) consumer to understand like i couldn't map it to something in my real world uh but it did seem cool and they said that they saved 90 percent savings by developing this app or whatever which is kind of crazy Well, there is one amazing scenario for it, and that's to help out anyone who's uh, vision impaired. Mm. So you could, there's already the Seeing AI app out there. Did I get that right? Seeing AI? Is that the name of it? Yeah. Uh, There's that app out there that already does uh, magical neural network stuff to uh, come up with some decisions about the environment. But nothing beats a real range finder to say, hey, the floor drops out 10 feet ahead or there's a door two feet ahead or there's actually it probably doesn't do well with windows i'm curious to see how it does with windows but there's a lot of really good easy safety information you can get from it Uh, so i hope to see apps like that uh, take advantage of the new sensor because yeah it won't have any of the shortcomings that um, a daylight sensor has 
Yeah, I, I think so. I'm, I'm really super fascinated to see what people do with it and see where it goes. Overall, are you buying anything? Let's wrap this puppy up. Are you buying anything? <laughs> uh, gosh, you know what? I, I, Apple has that terrible habit of making my phone look old, <laughs> and I usually can't resist that. But I think this year I just might resist it. Uh, my current phone is one that spent nearly a week underwater and then found its way back to me. And I feel like we are soul bonded now. And it's going to be very hard for me to give up this phone. I going back to the LiDAR, I do have a few app ideas for it, not too many, and I'm not sure if they're that good of ideas. So there is that little temptation. But right now, you know what? This is a year of being conservative for me. And so I may not end up getting any iPhones. How about you? Are you going to buy a, a six pack? Uh, uh, I was, um, I'm, I'm staring at my iPhone SE, which I do really enjoy and I appreciate. It's a hard thing. The, 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 the inner nerd and geek in me and technologist in me wants to go on Craigslist and post this for $300 and sell it, right? Um, and then take that $300 and put it into a iPhone 12 mini. But then the, hey, James, you just bought this three months ago. Don't <laughs> throw away 300, you know, don't throw away money because you don't need to spend, even though I'd get most of my money that I paid for this back, I'm sure, you don't need to spend $300 to get this new phone. Wait a year and wait for the iPhone 13 mini. That James is um, calling me to to probably do the right thing because you know I have iOS fourteen. The speed's not a problem. the The touch stuff isn't a problem. I don't. The camera could be better, which I talked about when I reviewed the phone. But Heather's got the good phone. She's got the iPhone eleven <laughs> Pro, right? It's got the good stuff, and I don't think that the twelve Pro from an eleven Pro is going to be justifiable. So maybe a 13 pro and a 13 mini for the family, we can upgrade together, but I think I might hold off as well. And I'm not, a, I'm not a pod person. I'm not a, uh, I'm not into the the little devices that, that listen all the time and, and talk back to you and play music. So I'm okay. I think on, on everything from this event, unfortunately, I'm excited. But oh. I'm, I'm, I'm doing nothing yeah. for me. They are very attractive, though. I think that was my first comment to a friend was, oh, they're pretty. And I think I'm actually technically on record of saying I would buy one that if it ever got that flat edge again, especially the white one, I think it, it looks especially nice with the glass. But I'm going to, I think, we'll, we'll see if I stay strong. It'll be fun to check back in in a few months to see if I was able to not buy it. But if I were to get one, it'd be the white mini because that thing just looks awesome. I'd get the green mini. I think the green is a fantastical color uh, and it matches the matches the iPad um, mm, green as mm -hmm. well, but not because uh, you can't pouch. get it in pro pouch or no pouch. No pouch. No, I'm not a pouch person. I'm not about putting credit cards on my phone. That seems dangerous. Not living the pouch lifestyle. Got it. <laughs> I've been tempted to do that. So I was just looking for some feedback there. Well, sounds like uh, we both saved some money yet again. The fall is ending up to be a little cheaper than I thought. Uh, I didn't buy any entertainment equipment. I haven't bought any Apple devices. James, what's next? What hardware am I going to get this year? Anything? 
Uh, that's a good question because I'm pretty sure I have purchased more Apple hardware than you have because I've purchased a new iPhone SE, an Apple TV, and an Apple Watch. I have gotten three new Apple devices, Frank. Um, I think I win. I'm waiting for that laptop. You said it at the beginning of the show. No, no Macs. I, w- I was hoping for a Mac, but you know we're both lucky to have these little ARM uh devices here and we're just waiting for them to become consumer products so until then i'm sure we'll have another apple event show <laughs> that's right until the november apple event <laughs> which <laughs> right. maybe that's the mac in three event. weeks <laughs> yeah oh my gosh well you'll have to tune back in of course you can find us everywhere on the internet at mergecomplex.fm we have been live streaming some of these when frank's internet is good enough to work at twitch.tv slash james montemagno which is also where you can find me where i stream as well we're going to dual broadcast that at some point to also frank's twitch which is twitch.tv slash frank kruger you can find him there but i think it's going to do it for this week's merge conflict i hope that you enjoyed it let us know if you're buying any of the apple products from this week's announcement by going to mergeconflict.fm and hitting that contact button we'd love it or if you just want to have us talk about anything else give us a suggestion we'd appreciate that so until next time this has been another merge conflict i'm james montemagno and i'm frank kruger thanks for listening peace